I'm Peter Martin. And I'm Adam Nannis. You're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. That's right. And so today is a day. So <laughs> let's get some jazz advice coming at you. <laughs> if it's a day, there's jazz advice coming at you for sure. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, we're very excited today. We have some uh, YouTube live followers watching us for the first time. Yesterday it was Facebook Live. I was going to say, we are, uh, we're living it out. We're living it live out. wiring. We are. We are live. We're jumping all over the place. Maybe tomorrow we'll do LinkedIn Live. Is, I was going to say, <laughs> is this going to be a regular thing we're going to do? We're going to live stream? You know, if the people want it, we'll, we'll do it. Why right. not? No, that yeah. might be cool. I mean, of course, this is still first and foremost audio podcast. That's, that's our beloved fans, and we'll always be there for you first. But we thought some people might want to see a little bit of behind the scenes. How I mean, it's so professionally put together. I know everyone thinks there's a lot of trickery and editing, yeah. but we wanted to go live to show them how truly off the cuff this is. Well, also, we're just so beautiful. We are. At, that it was, we just thought it was a travesty. That's right. That's why we have it very darkly <laughs> lit here. We've got plants covering us and stuff. You can't even see my face on this one. It's great. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so what are we talking about today? So today we're going to go over seven of our favorite ballads. Oh, good. I love ballads. Not six, not eight, but ballads. And I mean, seven. We're seven. sure about this? People like seven? People like people loving the seven so far. So um, Maybe I'll start it off. Is that cool? I was going to say, at some point, <laughs> can we do like a best of like seven of our favorite seven lists that we've made that's right the that would be seven. good yeah yeah, yeah. all yeah. right that'd be good cool all right you got it you got okay it. so i'm going to start out with sophisticated lady and um this is written this is duke ellington right not duke ellington and billy strayhorn i think this is solely duke ellington. solely duke yeah. ellington please let us know if we're wrong on that because that would be a huge error to start out yeah. on <laughs> so i actually put this one first and i had i put it first for you because you kill this song your version of this song is my all-time favorite. Oh, come I'm on. Just, I'm just saying, man. It's oh, like, thank you. It's ridiculous. Thank you so much. I mean, I love this. I mean, to me, this is one of the most masterful jazz ballads ever written. And I think it's, um, I mean, I just, I love the melody. I love the form. You know, we always think about, like, how the harmony and melody, especially on ballads, like, how they interplay with the form. Because I think, you know, it's so important on any composition, but especially a ballad where you've got, you know, the listener and the performer really have time to feel those little nuanced things between the form and the harmony and the melody. And, um, you know, Duke Ellington just kills it on this. This one has all those nuances and more. I mean, this is a master, you know, and his masterpiece to me. Like yeah. Every movement, every melody, every chord change, it all feels like jazz so much. You know what I mean? It's got all the the quality ingredients of a jazz composition that you know we love and it, it's such a beautiful tune memorable um uh and great with the lyrics or without good, good with the lyrics but it stands alone as an instrumental a really truly great ballad yep yeah all right so i'm gonna jump in here with um, my favorite ballad to play personally and that is i fall in love too easily amazing amazing song um I probably should have looked up who wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I could vamp on it a little bit. Yeah, vamp on it a little yeah. bit. I'm going to look so up So that's who wrote it. I Fall in Love Too Easily. I'm thinking of that, that version on um, Seven Steps to Heaven. Yeah. That's, that's when I first heard the tune, and it's probably not necessarily the most accurate for the original. But, I mean, I fell in love with that tune when, um, when I heard that recording for sure. That's uh, it's like Victor Feldman and... Uh, yeah. So how are you doing the composer there? So good. So and you know what? It's not like it's, it was composed by Jules Stein and Sammy Kahn. So I'm oh, not, it's not like go. it was like, you know, yeah. Caper Washington or something. <laughs> but so the first time I heard it was on um, was Chet Baker singing it. Ooh. And that really got to me. I think I was a teenager and I started playing it pretty much immediately. Bill Evans does a great version of it. Yeah. Um, and of course, the Seven Steps to Heaven version. Uh, for me, it is a brilliantly written 
um, song to play. The lyrics are killing. Oh yeah, um, and, and gorgeous, uh, classic like American songbook yep. standard, and really really fun to play. Really really deep melody, great changes, everything you want. Man, it's so fun when you find those ballads that just I almost like to say it's like cheating, especially as pianists, because oh, yeah. all you have to do is play the tune simply and accurately yeah. i mean anything you do above that is great but if you just lay the tune out there it makes you sound so good yeah every voice movement sounds like yeah. it's where it should be that's a well-composed tune yeah and i always say like the my, my first recommendation on playing great ballads is let the tune come to you don't go around chasing after the tune yep. oh wait or do i say it the other way around chase after the tune chase don't ever let tune. it come to you <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be aggressive yeah exactly <laughs> all right number three i'm gonna go with uh lush life Billy Strayhorn. And that's, um, that's no, uh, that's no uh, small potatoes. Exactly. I mean, well, I'm, I mean, coming off a sophisticated lady, I mean, it's, it's hard to where you're going to go. But, um, I mean, I think Lush Life, and now this tune, I think, is really linked with the lyrics. I mean, he wrote the whole, I believe he wrote the lyrics and the composition, and I think that he wrote it when he was like 16 years old. So the story goes. And so I just think that this is a masterful standard, you know, ballad. Um, standard. I, th- I actually think it's it's one of the greatest just American standard songs ever written, and it's kind of a, a little bit of an extended form, but it's very, um, you know, it's very complex. We know as musicians, but to me, it comes across the listener when it's done well. And certainly, you know, we always think of the the great Johnny Hartman recording yeah. from the ju- the great Johnny Hartman, you know, with John Coltrane, <laughs> the great John Coltrane. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you talk about a recording that's just not chasing the tune around, just letting it come to oh, you um, and just sort of laying it out. But the the nuances of the melody and the, the slight little variations once it goes into, you know, the the main part of the melody are just spectacular. And it's amazing that people screw this tune up so much oh, man. because all you got to do is play the tune. Yeah, you know? that's it. Um, but they mess up this melody a lot. And uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm in love with the tune. Do you ever play a trio or do you own, own, almost only do it with a singer? I've done it both. Yeah. I've done it. I mean, I actually I haven't done this a lot with singers, although we recorded it. There's a great Billy Strayhorn documentary that was done on PBS maybe 10 years ago, eight years ago or so. And. Uh, with Diane Reese, we recorded a couple tunes and did some different versions, and they ended up um, doing a duo version that I that I have to say was my idea and came out great. Russell Malone was in the studio doing some other things, and I was like, man, this Lush Life. As much as I wanted to do it yeah. with Diane, like I said, this would be kind of because of how the key laid and stuff. I was like, try it as a duo with Russell Malone, and it was just spectacular. Wow. Um, I think it's, there's a soundtrack to it too. That's great. But I've kind of done it more solo piano, um, a little yeah. bit of trio. See, I never, I've done it with singers, but I haven't tackled it yet uh, as a solo piano thing. I, I'm, I don't know. I think I'm waiting until I'm old enough, which is ironic because <laughs> he was written when he was 16. I know. <laughs> but like, I just oh, such a mature tune. The lyrics. I know. I haven't thing. felt. I don't know. I just haven't felt like I could. I could sing it, but yeah. we'll see. Oh, don't you can't sing it. No, but you know no, what I mean. Yeah, sing yeah, it on yeah. my instrument. I yeah. just, it's just having a feel. And I, you know, I'm not usually one who's like, oh, he wrote that when he was 16. I'm, I'm like, as well as it good. Yeah. But this one is something that's like it's a masterpiece. If he was 35, it'd be like, how could you write that? You know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah, so deep, so heavy. All right, so I'm gonna go uh, classic ballad, Blue and Green. Now this mm. could be considered like a jam sessiony ballad for sure, but this is this is a pretty advanced ballad. This yep. is hard to play. You can't. To really understand how to get in and around it, it takes a little bit of experience. I love playing this tune. I love the short form. 
uh, I usually do the thing that they do on the record where they, they double the form and then right. quadruple it at the end. Bill yep. Evans goes through the changes really fast. I think that's an important part of the con- I mean, I, it feels like it was probably something that they came up with in the studio. As an arrangement, yeah, yeah. But that's sometimes some of the best parts of the tune, you know? Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, so that's number four. I'm going to go number five. All right, we're only on number five. Good, because we got some good ones still to go. Number five, I'm going to go with the, maybe our first lesser known, slightly lesser known uh, sleeper a little bit, and that's Thelonious Monk's Reflections. That's good. And I was, I was thinking about different Thelonious Monk. He wrote so many great ballads, you know, Ruby My Dear, probably more, more well-known, certainly Round Midnight, of course, very well-known. Of course. And those are great, but I love Reflections, and I thought it might be a fun thing. Some of you may not have even heard this tune. You could check it out. Um, he recorded several times. To me, this is kind of the epitome of Monk's mastery of you know very simple forms with just a few little unusual things done on the ballad. You know he was kind of known as very quirky and personalized in his compositions, which he was. But to me, on his ballads, they're just so beautifully laid out. Um, but there's always like more subtle kind of little quirky things, and you'll hear that in this. The melody just do 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 dee 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 da dee. Beautiful, not the way I'm singing it, but you know, just very lyrical melody and um, beautiful flow, beautiful interplay with the with the harmony and the form, like all these students' reflections. It says a lot about Monk, his ballads. Yeah, um, you know, I feel like they reveal a side to his musical personality that I mean, you get the rhythmic thing and the you know the da da ba you know all that really clever fun stuff and then you hear a ballad like reflections and you're like man how how deep do these waters go like this I know. is crazy yeah uh love that that love that i mean i always kind of heard that connection compositionally with duke ellington billy strayhorn and monk because like with their ballads like that's the connection there um and i think there's the uh there's that great recording uh thelonious monk trio playing duke ellington i love the way he just really like tenderly sort of respects Duke Ellington's music and brings you know puts just a little of his own personality on it great stuff it's awesome well I'm gonna go with a great ballad called What's New Mm. Uh, it was a popular song by Bob Haggart with lyrics by Johnny Burke is he one of the Haggard brothers? The, the, the one country of, band? <laughs> one of the Haggard brothers. The Haggerty it, brothers. It's been recorded by a bunch of people, but yep. I mean, very, very many people. My favorite recording is um, Ahmad Jamal's mm. um, recording of this from Live at the Pershing. Yep. The arrangement of that, of that version is uh, incredible and ahead of its time. And it still brings out the beautiful melody um, that that what's new has you know it's an interesting goes from minor to major a bunch goes to the four simple but but there's little nuances interesting melody that you you know is not like everything else i love playing this tune Mm -hmm. i love listening to this tune yeah this is another one that feels great on the piano totally um i'm thinking about that you know sarah vaughn recording of this incredible yep um this is another one that what's new the a lot of harmonic, kind of immediate harmonic complexity and yeah. movement. You Makes know, you sound going good. Going down a major third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good stuff. Um, okay, number seven. I'm going to go back to, uh, well, no, this is not, yeah, it is kind of going back to Bill. Blue and green is Bill Evans, right? It's well, Miles Davis <laughs> Miles Davis, yeah. Bill Evans. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go with flamenco sketches and from the kind of blue recording. And this was definitely written, I think, originally by Miles, by Bill Evans and then kind of collaborated or arranged with Miles Davis, I guess. But I wanted, I was just thinking of something that doesn't have any lyrics. Not only doesn't have any lyrics, it doesn't have any melody. Yeah. Very unusual. Um, so we could almost say, well, why is it a ballad? Well, because it's slow and because it has a ballad feel. But I love, 
you know, the, the uniqueness of this tune. And, you know, others have copied it, and it probably was done, I'm sure, before. But it's just a succession of, what is it, five or six chords? I think it's just five chords. Six, seven, whatever. Less than ten, for sure. <laughs> it's smaller <laughs> yeah, yeah. than a bread yeah, bar. Yeah. And it's just, you know, either eight bars or four bars, a, a symmetrical number of bars to play over each of these chords. And they, the way they flow and the, the brilliance behind it and what it can evoke with some great players playing over this is just amazing. And I, 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 I love, you know, kind of getting boxed in when playing that tune to have to create melodies that are as beautiful as the chord structure is and that the tempo, you have to be patient and you have to fit in and you're exposed and the whole thing. It's really a challenge playing, playing that tune. A lot of people think, oh, it's so easy because you don't have to, all you got to learn is a couple of chords. But to put that together and pull it off is, is something good. I think it's like, it's almost anything from that entire kind of blue album. Like, oh yeah, it's, it's easy, mm-hmm. right? Oh, it's just yeah. simple. We'll just the play. Blues. Yeah, there's, or there's, you know, there's D minor and E flat minor. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but in reality, sounding good on all this, all, yeah. all these, you know, slow modal things is very, very tricky. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that they, as much as they box you into a certain sound, you know, like these specific chords or just, you know, D minor, Dorian or whatever. Right. As much as they do, they, out, they, they there's a lot of freedom there, um, but a lot of responsibility to create something great. I mean, you've got a lot of range there to do it, but you've got to, like, really cross all your T's, yeah. dot all your I's in terms of, of, of how you're playing and creating. And, and I always find those kind of tunes, you have to concentrate you do. to a level that, like, what's new is great, but if you, just, if you know the tune, you can kind of zone out and just play it. It's not going to be great, great, but it's because the tune is so great, right. it's going to sound good, you know? But on these, especially from Lincoln Sketches, it's yeah. on you. It's on you. You have to create, exactly. you know, the melodies. You can't blame the tune. <laughs> you can't blame the tune. Those chord changes aren't going to... <laughs> make you just sound good automatically if you just play some scales over it or whatever. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to really be thoughtful with how you compose your solos. It's That's good right. stuff. Same thing with the with the one I, I from blue and, uh, the blue and green yeah. one. Uh, same we kind of doubled up there a little. It's we did. Though. That's the most important worth it. stuff. Though. But same thing with so what? You know, yeah. that, anything from that record is is the same thing. Yeah. So. Well, this is good. This is a nice little fun trip through seven ballads. We hope you enjoyed it. Nice little seven ballads list. If you have a favorite ballad we want to hear from you, please go to youllhearit.com. Leave us a comment. Uh, leave us a voice message and let us know what your favorite ballads are. Or, you know, just say hi. Pop in. Should we, should we, we, a couple episodes ago, we talked about maybe getting our Twitter game on. Yep. And we had a hashtag specific to that episode. But we could go, we could say, if anyone wants to shout out to us on, on Twitter, mm-hmm. they could hit us up, hashtag you'll hear it hashtag you'll hear it i'm liking now now Are we're getting into that? good hi- hashtags yeah now so now this is gonna be a little tricky because it's y-o-u-l-l-h-e-a-r-i-t yeah. can we get that trending a little you'll hear it a little hashtag you'll hear it yeah let's yeah. try it let's okay try it. good so hit us up there i'm i am peter martin at i am peter martin that's you're looking at me very quizzically i was just trying to remember what my, tw- <laughs> oh, <laughs> my Twitter. you're adam manis i'm just adam underscore Ad- manis yeah yeah oh you didn't say underscore the other I did, I did. No, you didn't. I did. No, I spelled it out and didn't say it. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm never on there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but we're going to go on there. We're going to go. go on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, good stuff. So um, what else we got? We'll leave us a ratings at uh, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, if they feel like it. You know, if you feel like it, leave yeah. us a, a five-star rating. That'd or be six. great. Or six. Oh, you know, not, not possible, but do it anyway. <laughs> and uh, leave us a review. 
Uh, we, we really do appreciate those. Also, uh, we still have our special going for You'll Hear It listeners. That's 10% off Open Studios All Access Pass. Just enter You'll Hear It 10 in the offer code field at checkout, and you could save 10% on every course. But this so, is not going to go on forever. This is a limited time kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, this is limited time. We're about yeah. to shut this down soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. but we, uh, we got such a good response from this that we're, we're keeping it rolling for a while yeah. anyway. We will have something else special. We'll always have something special for the You'll Hear It listeners, especially the ones that get all the way to the end of the episode. Like I know, this. yeah. You if, know. if you're listening now, you're a true fan. <laughs> That's or right. you're super bored and on a long commute. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. there's rumors that there's maybe T-shirts in the works. Yeah, could uh, be, could we'll be. See. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. You'll hear it.